later on we found out it was and that it was outreach for Christ that she'd got saved in many years ago and said she wanted to rededicate herself. So I went to the church service that day, uh, packed house. Steve Ryder was there and uh, he was speaking about pots pots and pans for all I know. I really wasn't (laughs) listening much. And I remember they took up an offering. I went, there you go. You want want the money, you know? And I did the altar call and there's this girl standing beside me and she goes, look, I'm going to go up and rededicate my life. Do you want to come out with me? And I went, oh, okay, if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. I didn't know what I was doing, man. I had no idea, you know, no idea. And long line, it was about 30 people getting saved. Steve was down the other end. I was up up the top end and I looked down and he was praying for people and then it all, lights went out. And I woke up about 35, 40 minutes later um, on the floor. Church had finished, everyone had gone home and there's a guy, Brett Jacobson, sitting beside me, come out of, you know, doing speed and stuff like that and saved and everything. He goes, look, man, my name's Brett, um... You want to hang out? And I got saved. I got up and realized, mate, life is completely different. Wow. And I fell in love with God. I had a road to Damascus encounter with God. Uh, later, later on with this girl, we ended up calling the engagement off and stuff like that because I just didn't feel it was right in okay. God. And um, so, just but, back to the blackout, yeah, the thirty yeah. minutes. Did, did yeah. you see anything? Was it, you know? No, can I, you remember any of it? Well, I, I can't remember. All I remember is is like you know, you go to sleep and you wake up kind wow. of stuff. But when I woke up. Um, I stood up and I looked at myself on the outside. I had ripped jeans, you know, that 80s poison look, you know, with the flanny and all that kind of stuff, you know, living on <laughs> a prayer. Yeah, no, 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 moulet. no, no. <laughs> no moulet, man. I was never a moulet, man. Um, but, you know, I looked at myself and I went, Mark, what are you doing? Mm. Um, you know, even though I was very successful, my chefing career was on, 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 on track to be probably the Young's executive chef of a major hotel and so on like that. Uh, I just knew that there was more in life, you know, and I'd ruin my life. I'd almost ruin my relationship with my parents and stuff like that because of just doing the drugs and the people that I was around. And, uh, mate, instantaneous. So wow. uh, no more drugs after that. Um, the first book I read was the book of Revelation and it made sense. God was dealing <laughs> through me with that. Forget okay, that one. I don't, on. don't understand, you know. And um, from then on, I just knew there was something more and I knew that life Life's worth living in that sense. Not that I was thinking of anything bad, but there's more to life. I'm, I'm, I'm just not doing. I'm, I'm nothing. You know who am I? Now, when I look back at myself and I talk to old friends and all that kind of stuff, and they tell me of old stories of things I used to do, it literally feels like that you must be talking about a different person mm. because I can't even fathom myself thinking or talking or operating or living life like that. And that's from the day I got saved. And so you got involved in church life then. What was it like after being completely unchurched what? to <laughs> getting into the, the church well, culture? The first thing I remember was coming into church and seeing all these people with frizzy, buffed hairdos, all the girls, you know, this puffed <laughs> up, you know, frizzy hairdo in the, in the 90s there. And I'm thinking, you guys are so far behind, man. <laughs> You're so far behind, you know. Um, but... I was just embraced. A lot of it I had to with Brett Jacobs, and he was like full tats and all this kind of stuff. So uh, that sort of identified with me. I was still doing my surfing and stuff like that. Um, I was in a band and we used to do music and stuff. So I got rid of all that and all my mates and said, oh, I can't do this anymore. So for six months, I just got into basic Christian studies and, uh, and uh, you know, got my life right with my parents as well, you know, ended up moving back home. I shut down, I had a catering business and working as a chef. I shut that all down and went to Bible college, which was another hurdle my parents had to get over. But I moved back home and, uh, you know, I just, I know God was working in my life. He, he you know, he, he, he said in the church service when I was looking at the pastor, you're going to be that one day, you know, and I was just like, what is all this going on? But I had good people in the church and they, 
you know, filtered along. But I had to make change. I had to let go of my friends. I had to stay away from those for a time. And in fact, some of those friends now, I've got one of those guys who, and I, I disassociated to so get away from the drugs and that. He now attends my church. Awesome. One of the guys and one of the other mates, his son had committed suicide. So I actually went down and did the the funeral service oh, wow. for that. So we have great relationship now and all of them have come to Christ through it. So look, it's it's a journey, but I had to had to physically change what I was doing, get rid of the, the girlfriend, get rid of the drugs, stay away from that and make the change. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it's been a continual journey um, so along mate, the way. So which Bible college did you go to? I went to, it used to be called Abundant Life Fellowship Bible College. is now part of Dream Center Church. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they have the Bible college anymore. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I went to that, and that was great for, for two years and the lectures. And it was just my kind of Bible college, very interactive, a uh, bit different to nowadays where it was government approved and all that kind of stuff and I studied approved. But nowadays it's real, almost like a uni kind of thing you go to these days. Uh, but it was very good, very good for me. Got over a lot of things in my life and issues. But I just got involved in anything. Um, you know, I was there early at church all the time. Uh, I had a passion for youth ministry, so um, I st- started up youth. I had a passion to work at the church. So what I would do is go and work as a solid renderer and plasterer through the day and then go into the church. I'd work for the church for free five days a week, and I made a position for myself at church. It was as simple as that. I was just passionate for the kingdom of God. And now, you know, with things, God has God has turned it around. You know, I have a beautiful wife. I have two wonderful children. I have a wife that kept herself for a husband. For, for my background, that is yeah. massive, man, <laughs> massive, man. How did I, you meet your wife? At church, yeah. funny thing was, yeah. she was at the church that I got saved, and she saw me. And the thing is, her mum used to work for my father as his secretary. Okay, and so I met her once. But when I came to the church, I came with my fiance at that stage, you know, and then got saved and got we we finished off that engagement period and all that kind of stuff. And so she was like, you know, but I just cracked my mojo and she fell at my feet. Oh, not, come not, on. Not, <laughs> not at all. Uh, no, I, I had, I just surrendered my life. So um, when I went to Bible college, when I shut down my business, when I shut down everything, I made uh, three things with God. I said, number one is I want to go through Bible college debt free. And I did when I sold the business and everything, I was able to pay for college fees, mm-hmm. pay for a new car, all that kind of stuff for free. I said, I want to uh, have a wife, and before you come back, Jesus, I want to be a father. So they're the three deals I had with him, and then I went off from that. So one day I was w- with my senior pastor, Pastor Brad Otto, at that stage, and uh, I was working you know, to do youth ministry and all this stuff, and Cindy was sort of working with youth ministry and that. And um, I, uh, he leans across the table um, and says, you know, I give you permission to take Cindy out on a date. Uh-huh. And that confirmed within me because I was like, God, I'm going to mess this up. So you got to find my wife for me, you know. And so secretly, I made a deal with God: tell my senior pastor when it's right. And uh, because knowing me, I'll mess that whole thing up. So I got in the car, and after that meeting, we go, oh yeah, all right, whatever, and drove down the road. Traffic lights, and it was literally like a baseball bat hit me in the back of the head. And God said, "Did not we have a deal? <laughs> Did you not ask me to do that?" And I knew. So I went out that day and bought the engagement ring, had it ready in my cupboard. I just knew she was the one. You were serious? And I hardly ever talked to her or knew about it. I just knew. Yeah. Because I, I was just one, I've messed my life up mm. so much. Even though it wasn't that bad, I was still functioning and doing well. But all my own passions and visions were mine. Mm. And I, I just knew that if I'm in charge of it, I'm going to mess it up. So I had to let that all go. And so I allowed 
God to move in those ways. And now, in in His own humour, I'm pastoring a church. I mean, figure that, you know, <laughs> figure that. So tell us about your current ministry. Uh, so firstly, we should just clarify, you're married yeah. with two beautiful daughters now? That's right. Yes. Congratulations. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're good. Um, 14 and 11. Wow. Two girls. Good on you, mate. They'll keep you busy. Oh, all, all day. <laughs> all day. And uh, your current church uh, yeah. does a lot of outreach to the poor and the homeless yes. as well. W- yes. Tell us all about that. Okay. It's it's situated in Beanley, um, the hub of the world, I would say, the center <laughs> of the universe. Okay. It's called the promised land yeah, uh, for yeah, those good. that don't know. Um, um, but uh, yeah, so we have a, a large outreach that that you know it's it's a large low socioeconomic area around Beanley and yeah. in Beanley. So a lot of what we do, our community outreaches, uh, serve those needs. Um, we have a care shop in there. We call it our do drop in shop. So you can pop in anytime. We do food parcels. Uh, we have free counselling clothing, bits and pieces like that. So looking after our community, uh, we have street care vans that go out, Beanley train station, we do night feeding programs down there. So we get the homeless there, the young kids have got no homes to go to, you know, or don't want to go home and then everybody else that's down there, you know. Uh, so we do that, have a great church on a Sunday morning, uh, functioning church and building three years going now. So we're wanting to, to build the ministries of that. Uh, full of broken hearted stories. It's just people that, that were broken and have got saved and God's doing wonderful work in them. Well, mate, it's an amazing story of uh, God's transform- transforming power in your life. It certainly is. Mate, for people that are listening that yeah. have never actually heard the gospel, yeah. that don't know what yeah. it means to come to Christ, would you share yeah. with our listeners what is the gospel and how do they respond? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, the best way I can do that is by just explaining a little bit of my life with that. You know, I was 24 years of age when I accepted Christ into my life and you just heard my story. And it was like, I'm, you know, for me, I made a decision and God has taken the rest. You might be listening. You don't know God, but he knows you. And he loves you dearly and always has. Um, so I've tw- you know, been 23, 24 years saved now. Um, beautiful wife, wonderful children, and I'm pastoring a church. I would have never known that the newness in my life is what it is today. So for me, 2 Corinthians uh, 5.17, anyone who is in Christ and that's in a relationship or wants to be in a relation with him, is a new creation or a new creature. You go through a metamorphic change. And um, the other side is new and wonderful in God. Struggles, and you have to go through things, but it's newness. All things are passed away, therefore your past can be forgiven and forgotten. And doesn't matter how bad you think you are, God loves you and always wants to forgive you. All things become new. The journey is new. So for me and myself personally, to in God's humor be pastoring a church now is wonderful. So you may not know him, God knows you. All you need to do is receive him. And how you do that is just open your heart and say, Jesus, be Lord of my life. It can be a simple prayer, heartfelt prayer, and then get involved in a local church and be involved in a church that you can identify with and you watch God grow and move wonders in your life. Mate, I love hearing you share that too. And, you know, you use the word that you, you get transformed when you come to Christ. And yes. It's a little bit like a chrysalis, isn't it? Yes. When, a, when a grub becomes a butterfly. That's right. You know, and uh, there's a lot of people out there that are still crawling on the ground. Yeah. And they don't realize they could be a butterfly. A butterfly you and could be, fly. Absolutely. Yeah. You could yeah. be transformed into yeah. a new creation in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes. I actually yeah. interviewed a, a lady recently who shared that she knew all about it, but just never tried it. Yeah. And then she, she was at the end of a 
rope and then she just uh, said to God one day, look, I'm just going to give it a try. Mm. Yeah. And that was 40 years ago. You know, she's never <laughs> yeah. looked back That's it, because yeah. it was the best decision she ever made. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's now a butterfly. She's yeah. got wings. She's, yeah. you know, she's got a relationship with her creator. It's, it's an incredible journey. Like there's that good worldly song that says, I believe I can fly. Yeah. I believe I can touch the sky. I just want people to know that without God in your life, you'd never get off the ground. Yeah. There is a whole world in God to experience, like you say, that metamorphic change that occurs. Um, of all the things that are in you that just get squashed by sin or squashed by your own desires and your own vision, your purposes. But when you release that all to God, he brings out some stuff in you that you never thought you had and creates a future for you. Though you've got to push through it and it's not always rosy. And, it, you know, to be a Christian, I tell you what, you know, you've got to have some tough stuff to be a Christian. Um but the rewards are wonderful. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely wonderful. I, I could I could never imagine not living a life without God. Well, Mark, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. And if people want to find out more about the church, uh, the website is centrocenter.com.au. A great website with some testimonies on there, links to uh, clips and information about their outreaches they do. It's uh, centrocenter.com.au. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.